Hey you heroes! Welcome to Marvel Champions Monthly, a fan cast about the card game Marvel Champions by Fantasy Flight Games. Thanks for joining us as we complete heroic deeds and thaw the villain's evil schemes. Hey everybody, welcome to Marvel Champions and More slash Monthly with Kendrick Hawk and Hone. We're the two hosts for today, and we're doing a real quick episode because this week there was an announcement for Marvel Champions of the first hero pack in the Apocalypse Wave, and that is Iceman. Are you jazzed or what? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty... Chill? About it. Hot, oh. chill. He's a hot I see. Isn't, that, isn't that the... That's how that goes? Sometimes. Sometimes. Well... We now have seen the first hero pack for this Apocalypse Wave, and we thought we'd do a really quick episode just recapping the cards that are in there. So do you want me to give you a quick rundown, and then you can talk about your favorite cards, least favorite cards, or anything like that? Sure. Cool. So Iceman, a.k.a. Bobby Drake, is one of the original five X-Men from the comics. So we've now got Cyclops, Phoenix, Angel, and Iceman. Um, And he's all about freezing people. So Bobby Drake begins the game with six frostbite upgrades set aside and has the cool off ability. Like all mutants, after you change to this form, you shuffle one ice card from your discard pile into your deck for each copy of frostbite in play. So he's all about shuffling cards back into his deck, sort of like Colossus and a couple other mutants that we've seen. Seems to be like a theme here. Um, He's got four to cover, a hand size of six, and 11 hit points, and we should talk about what a frostbite does, because it just mentioned that we start with them out of play. They are a dash cost upgrade that are set aside with the keyword or uh, trait condition and ice. They're permanent and the attached enemy gets minus one scheme, minus one attack, and after an attached enemy activates or leaves play, set this card aside. So how do we get him to play? That's on Iceman form. So when you flip Bobby Drake to hero form, he has the hero name Iceman with one thwart, two attack, and two defense. So not not quite the 2-2-2 line that we really love. Um, And then he's got the ability Freeze with Interrupt. When Iceman makes a basic attack or defense against an enemy, attach a set-aside copy of Frostbite to that enemy. So you could even get, I think, two Frostbites on the same enemy if you wanted to, right? If you defended against someone and then readied and attacked. So he seems like a pretty cool support character that's going to kind of negate enemy cards uh, and be able to shuffle ice cards back into his deck. So some of the ice cards that he has are Frozen Solid, which is a three-cost upgrade, hero form only, attached to an enemy, max one per enemy. When attached enemy would activate, discard Frozen Solid instead, then then attach a set-aside copy of Frostbite to that enemy. So you can cancel one activation and then weaken the next activation, which is pretty cool, kind of like a new version of Webbed Up. We've got Ice Wall. When an identity would take any amount of damage from enemy attack, Place that damage here instead. Then, if there's at least 8 damage here, discard this card and attach a set-aside copy of Frostbite to the enemy that just attacked. A 4-cost support. Ice Wall. Uh, Ice Wall being a support. Kind of interesting. We've got Arctic Attack. It's an attack, ice, superpower, 2-cost event. Choose to deal 4 damage to an enemy and attach a set-aside copy of Frostbite, or deal 6 damage to an enemy that already has Frostbite on it. Um, And there's a couple other ones in there, but it's all about manipulating these ice cards. Iceman is going to come with the aggression aspect, and we've seen a couple aggression cards that he comes with. Um, So we have Shark Girl, who's a 2-cost ally with 0 thwart, 2 attack, and the X-Men trait, and 2 health. So 2-cost jump blockers, always great. 
When Shark Girl is attacking an enemy, she gets plus one attack for each upgrade attached to that enemy. So, you know, Frostbite. We've also got Suppressing Fire, a zero-cost upgrade attached to a minion, max one per minion. When you attack and defeat the attached minion, heal two damage from your hero, so that's pretty good. Um, and a couple other ones. We've got Surprise Move, which is a one-cost event tactic. When you make a basic attack against an enemy with an upgrade, you get plus two attack. If the attack defeats the enemy, ready your hero, so a really cool card for people like Drax and stuff like that. Um, and a couple other cards that I'll let you talk about if you want to pick some of your favorites. We also find out that Iceman comes with a brand new modular set. So this is sort of back to that Nova Ironheart wave where we got modular sets in packs. So this set features Sauron. Sauron is not Iceman's nemesis, but a modular set that comes with the pack. And he is coming out in May, conveniently the same month as Con of Heroes. You so what do you think all... about Iceman? You hot or cold on him? Uh, I think I'm pretty hot. On him, I mean, guess we'll see when we kind of get the rest of his cards and kind of how many ice cards he has in his back. Uh, but I, I think he'll be pretty interesting. Um, I feel like cards like cryokinetic perception are always fun when you want to. I feel like there's been this theme for the mutant wave to kind of care a lot about the card that's on the top of your deck. And so uh, it's neat to see them lean into this uh, for another hero um, that isn't X-Force necessarily. So, you know, it makes like leadership domino ally um, like really good potentially, even though you probably wouldn't necessarily think of maybe leadership off the cuff for Iceman. Yep, and we see six ice cards. We didn't read all of them. You'll have to check out the article. We'll put the link at the bottom of the podcast. But there's uh, six ice-traded cards that we saw in this preview. So presumably there's a lot of them. And there's a resource generator for ice cards. So you'd hope that there's a ton. Yeah, I mean, you have the ability to shuffle them back in, right? So yep. when you flip into Ultra Ego, and then you all, since he's an X-Man, he can also kind of use all those uh, shenanigans as well, right? The zero-cost event. Yeah. I did notice a lot of his cards are pretty expensive. Uh, Frozen Solid and Ice Wall, particularly, three and four cost is pretty brutal. So hopefully you can get your power belt pretty quick because that's the resource generator. Um, But I'm guessing that that's a one-of because most people don't wear more than one belt. But you never know. I don't know Iceman that well. He gets like a power belt and a utility belt. Yeah, maybe he gets a power belt and some cool shorts from the picture. Yeah, those two cards that you called out as well aren't superpowers, so you can't like cheese it with like death focus or something as well. Correct. Um, he does have a lot of superpower cards, though. I believe we've seen yeah. several. I- Ice blast and Arctic attack are both uh, superpowers. Yep. Um, so with power belt and death focus, you can basically get a zero cost Arctic attack potentially. Mm-hmm. Seems pretty good. Um, and then if you're leaning into aggression, you you probably might run martial prowess to have a bunch of attacks. Yeah. Um, what do you think about, I guess, the kind of tension between ice slide and then cool off, like wanting to flip to shuffle your ice cards back in, but then losing your plus one, plus one, plus one? Um, I think it'll be fun, right? Because you 
you get to after you change so ice slide like you said is a two cost upgrade it gets you plus one thwart one attack and one defense and the aerial trait which is a huge deal um forest response after you change to ultra ego form shuffle this card into your deck it's kind of nice because it gets shuffled in automatically right that doesn't have to count that doesn't count as one of your cool off shuffle ins um, so I think it's pretty cool that you get to shuffle that in and an ice card, right? It means that you're probably going to see it again, and you don't have to always waste your cool off on ice slide, which is what I was afraid of when I saw the card at first. So I think it's I think it's okay. I like the idea of a temporary stat boost because we've gotten so many cards that are just like this guy gets plus one attack, this 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 lady gets piercing. Um, but this is kind of a, like, you're going to build up and have this huge burst, and then you're going to jump back in the pool and relax, like the Alter Ego says. So I think it'll be a fun tension to play with. Um, and there'll be a lot of fun games of, like, how long can you last in hero form, and can you build your aspect package so that you don't care as much about shuffling those ice cards back in. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see how it works out in practice. Uh, um, but I think it's at least on paper design well, like you're saying. The one of the things that I think is interesting about the set aside frostbites is I think most kind of enemy attachment cards are limit one per enemy. And this is not, uh, which is interesting. It's not, but it's still sort of it's not temporary to temporary keyword, but the enemy's probably going to exhaust again if you're going to get use out of the upgrade. So it's not going to last forever, most likely. Um, right. Because it discards itself, I believe, right? Yeah, it's a forced response. Yeah, Yeah, it sets itself out, out of play. Um, but it does mean, like, if you potentially, like, get cryonetic uh, perception and trigger, you could, like, stack two of them on the villain, right? Um, yeah. To give them minus two. Uh also, it has to be. stick yeah. to it is. Yeah, stick to this. Uh, it's also interesting because I, I feel like it, it helps him lean into protection because even without uh, Ice Slide, potentially you can use it to kind of get that attack down one to kind of do perfect defense stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You could even help other players with perfect defense stuff, right? In a multiplayer yeah. game. Yep. And then um, Crown Neck Perception can potentially trigger. Uh, uh, to you know, ready you in villain phase at any point, as long as your freeze ability triggers. The thing that makes me the most sad about six set aside copies of Frostbite is that's six less cards in the pack <laughs> that are like deck building cards, right? Yeah, so I, that's. I was gonna ask if you think we're gonna get like aspect cards at all in the backpack uh, if they're also including a modular. I'm. I don't know. I saw a meme about that in the Discord, and I'm. I'm not sure, but we're going to have a 40-card deck, right? We're going to have a Nemesis set. We're going to have an extra modular, and it tells us how many cards are in that. There's six. Yeah. So the Nemesis set plus obligation is six cards. You get six from the modular set, so that's 12. You get 40 cards from Iceman's deck, so that's 52 yes. plus six set-aside copies, so that's... 58? 58. So you think we just um, get like two cards? Well, I don't know if they include the deck list card as one of the 60 cards. I have never counted and figured that out. That's a good so we question. get we get one card? You might get one card. You might get like an ally version of Iceman or something. We already have an ally version of Iceman. A new one. A reprint, you know? A reprint of the same card? Exactly. 
Nice. I'm not super jazzed about upgrades on minions. No? Just um, because there aren't a lot? Well, and I had the same problem with Cyclops, and this is just being a Marvel Champions player instead of a Lord of the Rings player. I don't often build my deck to defeat a certain scenario. Um, so, if I want to build an all-purpose deck with Iceman and I randomly run into a scenario that doesn't have a lot of minions, I feel like I'm going to have a lot of these things that, like, my Frostbite's only going to be able to affect the villain. And even it looks like a lot of the aspect cards, right? Shark Girl and Suppressifier. Um, I think at least one other one that we mentioned. They were all related to having upgrades on the enemy you're attacking. Um, and I like that idea, but the cards become super situational, because then you have to find the enemy that you want to put the upgrade on, put the upgrade on the enemy, and then defeat the enemy. And there's a lot of sequencing that goes on with it, right? Like, the ally, or the enemy upgrades, like, uh, there's one in aggression that gives, like, attacks against that ally overkill or something like that. Gatekeeper. It gets used in... Which one? The gatekeeper one? Gatekeeper gives them guard. Um, hold the phone. There's, like, a database for this. Marvel CDB, right? That yeah. exists. So... But, what I'm what I'm trying to say is every time I've tried to play those cards, they've worked okay, but they haven't been my favorite games. I've felt like I've had to do a lot of extra work to make them work out the way I want. So I'm not super excited for a hero pack that seems all focused around that. Maybe that'll be good because it'll give us enough support to actually uh, marked is what I was thinking of. It's a zero cost upgrade, attached minion. Attached to a minion, at attacks against attached minion gain overkill. Um, it's a really fun card when you build a deck around it and play against a minion-heavy scenario, and it just feels like a blank card with a resource in a lot of scenarios. There should always be minions in scenarios. That is my design and play philosophy. But also, like it depends on the minions coming up, and you... I mean, I guess everything that's minion-related sort of feels that way. But I've just... I used to have a hard time Voltroning on allies, but now I'm past the point where I feel like Voltron on allies has enough support that it's super fun. I don't feel like I was there yet with minions in the last cycle, so I'm hoping that maybe this pack gets me there. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. I mean, all, all these cards are great for um, Spider-Woman because they're zero-cost cards that attach to minions, and you can always lean into bringing on and kind of pin down and stuff as much as you hate pin down. I do hate pin down. You know what this pack is going to lead to is a new era of Caleb Grace making minions immune to player card attachments. Well, that's why they have elite, right? Oh, except these aren't these. You can attach these elites. Mm hmm. Um, Most of them you can pin down. You can. Um, I think they mainly use elite for things that are like just defeat a minion. It'll be defeat a non-elite minion or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm excited to see kind of this minion package. You know, like I, I feel like how I view it is I would bring to the con or some pickup game if I wanted to do an Iceman thing. I just accept that. I would bring him and then I might not be able to play him if we don't play a minion heavy kind of setup and I would just play someone else, unfortunately. I do really like the new aggression side scheme. 
take that or keep up the pressure? Keep up the pressure. It's a victory zero, cost zero, and it's two threat per player. When defeated, each player may search their deck and discard pile for an attack event and add it to their hand until the end of the phase. Each attack event deals one additional damage. That's a super fun team card because I feel like sometimes the player side schemes, like if you're the fourth player and you defeat it, it helps you and everybody else. It helps them, but not as much fun as it is for you. But here, since everybody gets to go search for an attack event, if you know the fourth player is going to thwart it, everybody can search for an attack event. They can still play out a turn and stuff like that. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, I think it's a really cool design space. Yeah, no, this is great. Uh, I think Wasteland Sniper was telling me she's really excited to put this in her angel deck. Mm, yeah. Uh, which makes a lot of sense. Um, just because it's, you know, easy to, I think, like trigger multiple attack events with angels. So being able to get that additional plus one damage seems great. Uh, yep, this could be fun with this Marvel because now your sneak buys can turn into additional attack events for you to bounce back and forth and stuff like that. So yep. or or Nova. Nova, totally. Yeah, go find one that you have the wild for or whatever. Yeah, um, well, all you, those attack-based heroes. You find one and then, and then you can also clear the scheme to then draw a card and running. Yeah. Well, you uh, mentioned the con, right? The con yeah. is only three four months away four months away right three and a half months away i think that scares me that shouldn't scare you you should be jazzed i'm excited as a player and stressed as an organizer uh, that's that's the right spot to be in you're not stressed because you're not we're not ready you're stressed because you're always stressed right yep right that's, it. that's how it is well I was told by the powers that be that we could reveal some information about the con on today's episode. So are you ready to reveal that secret information? Yeah, why don't you get to that? Yes. So we're going to reveal some of the information about the custom sets that are coming in this year's con. So this year's con's uh, sets are going to be all about choices. So my favorite thing in Marvel Champions is when players get to make an interesting choice. Sometimes that's really obvious, like uh, some of the cards FFG has designed will say, choose one, and you'll pick between two options. Um, some are less obvious, right? Like there's a crossbone side scheme that's like, when you defeat this side scheme, crossbone activates against you. So you decide, do I keep that side scheme in play, or do I get rid of it so that I can get rid of the icons, but then I take an activation. So all four modular sets that you will get, uh, all four custom modular sets, will be all about trying to make good choices, or at least interesting choices, while you're playing the game. So, come with your thinking hats on. That's all I'll say. And that's, nice. that's all the powers that B told me that we could say. Nice. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, I feel like those are some of my favorite moments in the game. Though I guess like sometimes when they say choose, it's not really a choice. It's like clearly one of these is worse than the others oftentimes, but we'll see how good we are at designing around that problem. <laughs> but yes, sometimes it does feel like the choices are forced choices. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be really curious because uh, I felt like we had some choices in the previous con standard sets of like when you at when it was like pick pick the upgrade or support you want to discard. Except mm -hmm. I feel like every time that's come up for me, like not every time, but oftentimes when that comes up for me, no matter what I pick, I lose my hand. So 
Yeah, well, just draw better, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for today's episode. Hopefully, we'll see more info on more hero packs in the future. Uh, we got a couple more episodes to release, and we're going to do a super fun episode soon where we answer a bunch of listener questions. So if you have any listener questions for any of our four hosts, please email them in to marvelchampionsmonthly at gmail.com, or you can DM them to me or Hone or anybody on Discord, and we'll get that episode underway here pretty soon. Until then, keep throwing your villains, and uh, have a great time. We'll see ya. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Marvel Champions Monthly. If you liked this content, be sure to like, subscribe, or leave a comment on the video letting us know what else you would love to see from the world of Marvel Champions. You can also join us on our Discord, or support our work on Patreon in the links in the description below.